0: Welcome to Gamers on the Go, a podcast dedicated solely to those games that you can take with you. I'm your host Chase Kenicky. Today's show is on PAX East 2015, and my guest, the East Coast correspondent for Gamers on the Go, Matt Jaguer. Hey, how's so, it going, Chase? Uh, it's going great. This uh, now this show is going to be a little bit different than years past um, because I've been there at years past, and I I wasn't able to go this year. Um, so you are my eyes and ears. Uh, as well as our listeners' eyes and ears when it comes to PAX East 2015. Uh, how was the show?
1: The show, uh, the show was really good this year, despite the cold weather, uh, miserable road conditions, and uh, I, I guess you could say a lack of like huge AAA uh, showcase stoppers on the expo floor.
2: Yeah,
0: I, I mean, I know some some developers were kind of scared away one because of the snow, but two because of yeah, you when know, years passed, there's been a little bit of overlap between uh, GDC and PAX East, and this year there seemed to be a lot of overlap.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, I think people were just like coming in, like there was still a few days into or left on GDC when PAX East started, and uh, not to mention the snowstorm on the like uh, just south of the city was like uh, stopping a bunch of flights and trains and whatnot.
0: Yeah. But I mean, it's good to hear that that they were still able to put on a good show and and that people had a good time. Um, Yeah,
1: and there was plenty to play. There's tons of indie games, like, every year. There's tons of, like, stuff that was coming out or is out. And uh, the panels, although I didn't go to many of the panels at all, uh, I just stuck stuck mostly to uh, the jam space again a bit and uh, uh, checking out the expo floor a bit more this year. Okay. Uh, it was still very very crowded too on um, a lot of the big games like overwatch splatoon uh, what was the other big one uh, uh, smite had a big one the okay. oculus rift had a way bigger presence than
2: really? ever before
1: and even having its, it's own booth hmm. with a line that just kept wrapping around like every hour you could try to go by and see if it was any you know shorter nope it was still a <laughs> like three plus hour wait. Uh, it's and there was like other games, like you've seen the betas for like Halo Five, which I got a chance to play for a little bit because the line was very short, and yeah, it plays like Halo. Right. Uh, and then there's like other games that have just come out, like Codename Name Steam was showing like you know quick demos of the demo and a little extra things like uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln in his giant next suit things like that.
0: <laughs> now there wasn't uh, an Assassin's Creed game to to show off this year, right?
1: No, there was nothing uh, like that, other than. Uh, I'd have to say, like, there was a video for Tomb Raider at the Square Enix booth, I think.
2: Okay.
1: I didn't check that out. Uh, I was more checking out, uh, uh, let's see, I went to the Final Fantasy Fifteen panel, though, where they did the reveal of Chocobos being in the game, so can't confirm it's oh, a Final shit. Fantasy game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I must say, I did come out of that uh, a lot more impressed and uh, very hyped for the game because it's, uh, I, I don't know why, but just, like, four four bros on a road trip while uh, figuring out what to do about this uh uh, global political crisis of War- two warring nations. It just seems really awesome. Yeah. Uh, they spent most of the time talking about the upcoming game Final Fantasy Type Zero and HD. Right. And then a bit about the demo that comes with it for Final Fantasy uh, 15. I think it was uh, uh, Dulce or Duce or something like that is what they, are Dulce. It's supposed to be the name of the area that you are in. Okay. Uh, apparently, your car breaks down, so you got to find, you know, get some money. And you can either do this by, you know, going out getting items and selling your items uh, or going after a big hunt like you fight one of the the behemoth, like you fight behemoth basically to get money. And uh, along the way you meet, you know, the mechanic that will fix your car and the uh, Chocobo Ranch where you can stop, which is kind of like a restaurant and feeding green area where you can, you know, people go to, I guess tourists go to meet the Chocobos and things like that. Uh, but, what I was most impressed with was the scale of everything in the in the video that they showed uh If you remember like in final Fantasies, uh, before like the two d ones you have the characters on the right side and then the enemies on the left side typically, and you see right. the characters are usually the stock sprite you know bulky bee cake, little you know big arms small heads
2: uh-huh.
1: uh and then the monsters be really detailed, but the scale of them you know you 'd never tell like what was the biggest one sometimes or. You know, Imps would be the size of uh, the giant raven. You're like, I wonder what this would actually look like in a more two-scale thing. Mm-hmm. And it definitely, they showed one of the, I forget what the mammoth characters are in past Final Fantasies, but like Final Fantasy V, they have those mammoths. They show those in uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen, and they're just huge, massive. And it's like, uh, you're just like, it's just absolutely insane, like the detail and the uh, sort of connection between the two.
0: What was the last Final Fantasy game you've played?
1: Uh, 12. Okay. That was the last Final Fantasy I played. I do want to go into 13 at some point, uh, but right now uh, I've never finished 12, and I still have that, like, sitting on my shelf. I do want to play that, beat that. Uh, but there's other RPGs that have uh, taken my time at the moment, and I could talk about those later.
2: For sure.
0: I-, I was just wondering, like, when you're talking about scale on 15, like, I, I-, I haven't played 13, uh, and I don't think I've actually played 12. I own 12. Mm-hmm. Um, 12
1: has, a, has an interesting sense of scale, too, but it's nothing, like, compared to what you're going to see in 15. Okay. It's just, Or, or I, I'd imagine, like, uh, 14 would probably have a good idea of that kind of scale, but still, what they're showing and doing is just... Uh, you can probably see the video now since it's been, it was live-streamed anyway, so... Okay. Uh, it, yeah, I'm extremely hyped for Final Fantasy 15 for whatever reason still, but hey.
0: Did they show anything uh, more about combat uh, in that video?
1: They did, they showed, and uh, the video can probably go in a better detail of what that was, because I was just more of, like, just paying attention to, like, just the, uh, the detail of the graphics and everything on the big screen, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, they did also talk about, like, your party members, uh, like, one of them's a bit of a klutz, and he'll trip in battle sometimes, but okay. I, I don't think it'll affect anything, it's just, it's a nice little, like, aside to, like, the character itself, Sure. Uh, and then after, the, at the end of battles, you'll see them high-fiving as they walk by one another, or... You know, some of them will just be hanging out. Uh, Instead of them all trailing behind you when you walk in the overworld, they'll now be, like, walking alongside you and things like that.
2: Oh, that's interesting.
1: So the whole thing looks, like, more dynamic and a lot more... uh, Do you remember the White Knight Chronicle, the reveal trailer for that, on the PS3? Mm -hmm. It's, like, a long time ago, uh, E3. Like, people were hungry for something on the PS3. Yeah, I might have seen it, but I can't remember. They showed this, uh, like early trailer for white knight chronicles and like you go into the battle and it just looks so smooth and like wow i hope it really turned it didn't really turn out to be like that it Mm -hmm. looks a lot like that okay uh so that that's my hope and uh yeah out of all the the panels i went to which was probably just the giant bomb in this one i did enjoy the final fantasy 15 reveal a lot
0: okay Uh, I, I I remember seeing a really early trailer for for fifteen, and the only the thing that really stuck with me was how fluid the combat looked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know if they can if they can actually execute something that looks and feels like that, you know in the in the main game in the proper game, then I'm I'm sold. Like I haven't really played a Final Fantasy since. I mean, I went back and tried to play ten on the on the Vita. For, the, mm-hmm. for that collection, and got sidetracked and didn't Aww, didn't want to. Uh, I don't know. I don't like Titus, uh, so that that also made it hard. <laughs> well, to Well, at least you
1: just you called him Titus and not Titus. Yeah, so,
0: hey. I, I've at least played enough of uh, Duodecim, uh <laughs> yeah, to to <laughs> uh, know yeah, yeah, I, how to say I think characters. I remember names.
1: listening to that or something like around that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I played a lot of that for whatever reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, like. like Man, I've played a, I have not played many Final Fantasy games. It's not even
1: six or
0: I've played three, four, five
1: Sorry. But wait, three like the like the actual three.
0: Yeah, the actual three. Yeah. Um, that's the only one I've beaten. I have played some of four, I've played some of five, I played through a very tiny bit of six. You need to play
1: more of six, And, and I played a
0: I played a really good portion of seven, but I, I just never quite got to the end for again, whatever reason. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm kind of right before you fight Sephiroth in in seven, but I don't know why I I stopped.
1: <laughs> like at the end, or like the first Sephiroth, Sephiroth fight, or something.
0: I, I'm pretty sure it's near the end.
1: Okay, were you on a different what disc were you on?
0: I how many discs are there? I, I felt like I was on the last disc. Is there two or yeah, three? three? Okay, three discs. I, I'm pretty sure I'm on the third disc. Hmm. I don't know. There, there's a meteor going on
1: comment or something. <laughs> well, anyway, I should start talking about the games I have been playing. and yeah, I will get sure. into one that's going to be coming out on a mobile platform, and it, speaking of Final Fantasy, it'll tie right, right into it, that was uh, Fearless Fantasy. Okay. Uh, have you ever heard of this one? Or? Not at all. Okay, it's out on Steam right now, so you can get it for like 7 bucks on Steam. And what it is, it's mainly a, just a combat-driven RPG, uh, like turn-based. And the big uh, like hook to this one is to do your attacks, you got to tap on the screen, like in Rhythm and Presence, like uh, in Elite Beat Agents or then Okay. Uh, those kind of games. So, like, to attack with your bow, you got, like, one character has a sword, one character has a bow. They both do magic. You can use items, things like that. You go, you fight enemies, like waves of enemies. Uh, and what you do to attack is, uh, so you attack with a bow, you just have to, you'll see a circle that uh, has a large ring around it that shrinks and shrinks until it gets to the uh, the diameter of the circle. And then mm-hmm. that's when you tap. So you get, you know, if you get all perfects in a row, then you get, uh, you know, more damage, uh, for like other attacks, there'll be arrows that line up and you just swipe, uh, in the direction of the arrows when they all, uh, line up to get a perfect score, uh, to get the most uh, out of your attack. So it, uh, like the part I played was pretty basic, but from looking at the video later on, it gets a lot more complicated and uh it, i think for like a cheap mobile kind of rpg it looks very very interesting and uh i think it would work well with like a touch interface better than what they have on steam right now which is obviously using a mouse so i definitely would say check it out the art style is a little weird uh could probably use a little like fresh fa- uh, like fresh paint over it i'd say but definitely worth checking out
0: what platforms is that coming out on
1: Right now, it's on Steam, so on PC, and it's coming out to iOS soon. They say 2015, so it's 2015 now. So uh, they know it's playing. So okay, i to say soon. And yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, just when you're talking about touch screen stuff, I could I could see that translating over to a 3DS or a Vita just as easily,
1: or even like the Wii U or something like that. Yeah, could yeah Throw it up sure. there for like you know five bucks or so. It definitely is one of those like quick little eShop, if you're looking for like an RPG that does something a little different, uh, this is one that uh, I'd say is worth checking out. Did so. you
0: did you play Theater Rhythm?
1: Yes, yes. So it's, yeah, think of like Theater Rhythm or Elite Beat Agents, one of those. But okay. With actual like battles and stuff like that.
0: Alright, so it's a little more, it's a little less rhythm game, a little more game that has some yes. rhythm elements.
1: There's no music that you can listen to that will time everything up. Gotcha. Okay. And, like, status effects that uh, like that are cast upon you or affect you that will like say instead of when you do an attack uh, you don't see the circles uh, the outer ring of the circle at all so you have to at least you know uh, you know count in your head or pay attention you know when it glows or something like that and then that's when you tap okay so it's it's interesting how it uh, you know, goes against like a, like past conventions so like stas effect blindness you're just gonna miss like a lot more now Okay, so it's a, gotcha. something more tangible to how you play.
2: Cool, sounds
0: good. Well, yeah, yep. that, you said that's coming out sometime this year, so we'll get we'll into yep. that. Anything else? What else? What else, uh, are you, what else see. you see?
1: So it was in the, that was in the what was it? They had the uh, indie mini booth this year as well too. So in addition to the mega booth, which was the large section of the floor, they had a smaller kiosk that all had one game on it. Okay. Uh, and in this one, like one booth, you could uh, I found like a couple of games. that I was just stuck around just to check out. Uh, one of them was called 12 Minutes, uh, and uh, the Giant Bomb crew mentioned this on their panel, uh, which is why I went to check it out. I didn't see it Saturday, so I guess they had to, I guess, move their spot, or uh, someone else had it for the day, but they were there Sunday, and I didn't get to play it, but the concept of this game is you have 12 uh, minutes to figure out uh, what to do, or uh, sorry, 12 minutes to figure out what happened uh, in this sort of like mystery. It's... Uh, like the teaser trailer for it is kind of vague. like you hear a woman crying and then a gunshot, and then it, the clock strikes, I think like was it midnight or something like, or something like that. And then all of a sudden there's a flash and it goes back 12 minutes. and it's like you know calm, happy. you hear a dinner being made or something like that. And uh, your goal is to figure out what happens. So like every 12 minutes it resets, kind of like source code, the movie source code or Groundhog's Day. OK, uh, it's uh, like uh, pretty much uh, how the uh, developer described it was everything in the or what he boasts is like everything in the environment is interactive and serves a purpose. So you have to use these uh, elements to figure out this mystery. So, you know, you do something, you figure out, OK, that's how if I do this, this happens. I can do this right away or I can miss this. You know, because if you keep replaying it over and over again, you know, you understand this happens, this happens, this happens, so you can, you know, I can skip that, I can do this instead, what happens if I do this? It's sort of that repeated nature uh, that uh, video games seem to be in touch with a lot more than any other medium. And, uh, yeah, I just uh, didn't have time to play it, but it's basically like a top-down, I think like Grand Theft Auto-style top-down, you know, you see the tops of people's heads. Okay. Done just in one like area. It's just a uh, one house, and everything's like this polygonal politi- uh, polygon style, like almost cell shade look. Uh, looks very very interesting. Uh, it's being developed by I think just one person, maybe a few other people, but it's one person who's worked, been working on the Witness uh, Jonathan Blow's upcoming game. Mm-hmm. So uh, looking really looks interesting. I think it's coming to just PC at the moment. Uh, as far as I can tell, and maybe another platform like PS4 or something like that, but I'm not exactly sure. They're saying like 2016. So, Uh, yes, PC summer 2016. So that one looks really, really interesting. I'm always fascinated by those kind of games and concepts where, you know, you don't know anything at first, and the more you play, the more you understand and learn. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of like like the original Fallout. Once you play the game and you know where to go, you can beat the game in about, uh, 15 minutes sure uh and you know it's always opening that kind of possibility
0: so does it does it sound like it's it's just got so much complexity in it that that's a full game or is are there different scenarios of 12 minutes or
1: the developer claims that it will be a like a six hour experience okay the first time you play it through obviously if you look at a guide or something like that that kind of ruins sure a little bit of the uh, uh, I'm playing it, but I mean, uh, from what I understand, it's uh, you know, it's going to be like a puzzle kind of murder mystery that, okay. uh, you know, it gives you so many things to interact with. I doubt like every single thing is going to matter, but maybe it will. So we'll we'll find out.
2: Cool. Uh, yeah, wanna, I mean...
1: I want to keep an eye on, I would say.
0: It sounds a lot like a Majora's Mask style kind of thing.
1: Kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah, i definitely say, yeah, It's that's another one to uh, keep in mind of.
0: Nice.
1: Uh, Uh, What else? Uh, Like I said, I played Halo 5. It's Halo 5.
0: Uh, As expected.
1: Yep. Uh, In the same booth, I played this uh, hilarious kind of tag game called Go Plague Monkey Go. And uh, this uh, kind of game, and uh, I'll shoot you a link just so I can show you what I'm talking about, because it's not too hard to describe. It's basically a giant game of tag. And... uh, to describe it. So you are a diseased monkey that has escaped from the CDC, and your goal is to infect as many people as possible. And it's a uh, I think like Castle Crashers, like that kind of uh, 2D uh, uh, perspective kind of game. You're just you know you see the profiles of people, but you can walk in four, all four directions. Okay. And what you do is you basically just start running after people. It's like a giant game of tag. And they run away from you, and uh, as soon as you get near them or touch them, they turn green and keel over. And at the same time, you gotta, you know, just avoid cops. Uh, The CDC squads will show up that are covered in, like, you know, those, you know, yellow uh, protection suits, you know, the hazmat suits. Yep, hazmat suits. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. You just go and try to cause as much havoc as possible. And, uh, like, it'll, uh, you know, it changes up a little bit because the cops will start shooting at you. So what will happen is as the cops shoot at you, their bullets will actually hit civilians by accident too, which causes even more chaos. Uh, if you get like a chain, I think of like uh, 30 in a row of people, you start to get a speed boost so you can go faster, get more people. The army will show up at one point. Uh, the hazmat suit people, you can not infect them, but you can throw other people that you've killed or small objects into them. And then once they're... Uh, like, knocked out you can go up to them, bite their necks. Um, it does this, uh, it has this weird kind of uh, motif on the media because the whole thing is being as if it was filmed by uh, somebody, like, say, in a helicopter or whatnot, and the screen will, uh, have these little crawls at the bottom, like, what would Jesus do? Or violent video games to blame? Or it will get worse? Or how much will this cost? So it's very, very, like, uh, tongue-in-cheek, and, uh, yeah, it's very, very simple. It's one of those, like, 10- to 20-minute games that you can just play with, like, have a drink and play with friends, you know, pass the controller kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I get, I'm looking at the link that you sent me, and it's it's kind of got, like, an MS Paint-looking art style to it that just looks so delightfully shitty.
1: It does, but, it like, the speed of the game, like, never drops a frame. Uh, there's, like like, dozens and dozens of characters that can show up on the screen. Uh, you, there's different playable monkeys that you can that have different uh, like uh, abilities. Like one of them is like two monkeys that you play as one. And then when one dies, you can play as the other. Uh, you get power-ups like you can zoom out on the screen to see what's around, like what's more in your surroundings. So like, oh, there's a bunch of cops up there, or oh, there's one of those uh, bomb defusal robots that if they chase me and hit me, then they'll blow up. Yeah. So you know, or there's traffic, I might get run over. So it's a very like just fast-paced, like quick and play game. Uh, should be coming out on PC this year.
2: Cool. Sounds great.
1: Uh, and let's see. Uh, what else did I play in that booth? I'm trying to think. I think the, the other games, and what I noticed this year, there was a lot of like endless runner, well, not endless runner, but like running games where you just run forward and press A to jump kind of thing. Sure. Uh, one game that I did play that reminded me a lot of another game uh, like Limbo is this uh, platform puzzle game called Planet of the Eyes. It features a robot that you just have to, you know, you just keep pressing forward and, uh, yeah, it pretty much was just kind of felt exactly like Limbo. Uh, one hit kill kind of deaths, kind of time jumps. Uh, but it has, like, this really neat aesthetic to it. Like, I just I dug the art style and uh, it, it does feature a bit of a mystery. Like, it is a planet full of these, like, eyeballs. Like, you know, the, like, uh, think like a, oh, what is it, like a... Insect eyeball on a, not a, like an insect eye, you know, long antenna eye, but just okay. a normal eyeball, things like that. It's, yeah, like on the
0: stalks kind of stuff?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like something from Ren and Stimpy or something like that. Uh, but it's like a very simple color palette too, like just basically like black, dark purple, and red uh, with a dash of white here in between. But still, it's uh, it looks something that will be coming out soon. It was the only game I played on a, uh, was it the Amazon? Uh, player or whatever that they have going on. Oh, really? Yeah, they were playing it on that, and I assume PCs because I saw Xbox controllers and PlayStation Four controllers. So I assume it's either like you know PlayStation Four or Xbox game, or that they were just playing using those on PCs. Hmm. Uh, I will say when I was playing it on the Amazon one, it did like felt a little like it was slowing down a lot hmm. in certain places. So I don't know how that bodes well for uh, said uh, console. Right. Yeah, and... Uh, is there a name uh, for
0: that? It's not, it's not like, it's not the Fire, that's a different thing.
1: I don't, is it the Fire? I don't know. Remember they had that controller that came out, uh, yeah, they it's... said it was coming out?
2: God, I don't, uh, I, I don't remember. I played the...
1: with that controller, so I assume it was for that platform. Okay. Uh, and speaking of controllers, they did have the new Steam controller and Steam boxes at PAX East, which yeah. was kind of interesting seeing all these, like, small little like, micro PCs all, like, being used by some of the end developers. Uh, didn't get a chance to try the new Steam controller because that wait was at the Alienware booth. Sure. It was, like, a, a two hours long. It was like, eh, you know what? Uh, I can just see it just fine. And, yeah, it looks like they just added an analog stick to it. So uh, we'll see how that plays out when that comes out, I, I assume, maybe end of, by the end of this year. Okay. Mm. Let's see. What else did I play? Well, how about
0: how about I throw some games that I've that I was reading about and you can tell me if you saw them or played them. And, and then if there's anything else that we haven't covered, you can jump in on that. Sure. Okay. Um, I, I heard, uh, I know from listening to the last giant bomb cast and, and seeing some other things about an iOS game called Downwell. Hmm. do you, that
1: I did, I think I saw like out of the corner of my eye. Cause it was a uh, definitely one of those, like in the indie booths, so you pass by, you pass by a lot of indie
0: games.
2: Sure.
1: Uh, a lot of them do like, uh, like where uh, that one was, I believe a fall down game, like you right. just kept falling and, uh, you just got to move out of the way.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, it, it, you've got, uh, it seems a little bit like a, almost like a cave story where you can shoot down and it pushes you back up a little bit. It's interesting.
1: Like, interesting. Yeah. yeah.
0: So if you had like the machine gun in cave story, you could, you could fly or hover just a touch. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's the same kind of deal. So you're trying to kill enemies and also get as far down this caverny well
2: thing.
1: <laughs> Strangely um, enough, I saw another game that used that same mechanic to, like, jump using your gun. Yeah. Uh, or hover and whatnot uh, with your gun. Uh, it was a No Time to Explain or something like that. Just a, a very silly, uh, loud kind of four-player action platformer, hmm. uh, from what I could gather. Cool uh but yeah what else
0: uh uh well i know downwell by the way is as for ios i don't know when that's coming out but uh i just heard that, that looks good it's also got like this black and white art style with some red elements to it and it kind of looks looks it looks kind of retro in a yeah in a, like, a, like
1: almost like a monochromatic like a,
0: game boy sense yeah uh
1: i think like uh the star old star wars arcade but if it wasn't in like like vector 3d it was just like uh uh that kind of color palette or something like that
0: yeah um I think this next one's on early access already but Enter the Gungeon. Uh
1: that I think no I didn't see that one. Okay. Uh, but I did hear about it.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's a roguelike uh kind of game where you're shooting <laughs> where like all the enemies are ammunition based like you're shooting mm-hmm. a, a giant anthropomorphic shotgun shell and then like he drops shotgun ammo or something like that. It that Interesting. That's, it seems it seems kind of like a tongue-in-cheeky kind of roguelike game uh, where you'll get uh, different ammo types and, and power-ups, and, and that seemed all right. Um, yeah. Ronan?
1: Yes, I, I was going to talk about that. Okay, that my game of the show, actually. Oh,
0: really? Okay.
1: So I'm glad that you mentioned it. It's uh, from the guys at uh, Devolver Digital. They're publishing this one, I believe, or mm-hmm. helping developments. Uh, uh, the guys who did Hotline Miami and Blue Frouses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it basically... Uh, Reminded me a lot of uh, Mark of the Ninja. Yeah. And uh, Gunpoint.
0: Yes. gun. I mean, a lot of people seem to be saying it's almost like a Gunpoint ripoff, but I think that's really just the art style. It looks like... No, the... it is
1: just the art style. I don't know in, like, I have not played Gunpoint, but can you freeze time in Gunpoint, or is it, like, turn-based?
0: Uh, it's, like, when it comes to combat, it's not, um... It, it's not turn-based, but I think there's, there are certain things that you can do that kind of stop time. I, I haven't played Gunpoint either. This is just from watching other people play. But, um, but it does seem like Ronan, at least gameplay-wise, is an entirely different animal.
1: It is. I watched uh, the developer play it uh, as he was being like interviewed by uh, another crew. And he played through like one of the last levels. You, you go through the demo and you hack uh, some terminals to locate this one guy that you're trying to get revenge on. And then it says, you know, the last level is kill the old man. So you have to go up in you know, like, you know, find your way inside the building, which is that, uh, you know, the entrance is at the bottom floor and you have to make your way up to the top kind of thing. Uh, but the interesting thing about this is you play as like uh, one of those, you know, mass uh, uh, motorcycle guys, you know, you're always wearing the uh, helmet, the right. visor down kind of thing, uh, carries a katana and that's your only weapon. What you do is, in this game, you can uh, sneak around, so it's one part stealth, and then when you are fighting someone, it goes into a sort of, like, turn-based action moment, uh, action platforming, where you get the first move, basically, every time you fight. So if you get the jump on somebody, you can, you know, easily take them out uh, in the first move just by using the attack button. Uh, If you get spotted and someone's about to attack you, this, like, red line of sight will just pop up, and it will show you, you know... If it crosses your path at any point, then you know you're going to die at that moment. It's one-hit kill for pretty much almost every enemy and yourself included. And what will happen is you can use the uh, uh, right stick to aim where you're going to jump. So you're not jumping with a button. You're moving the stick uh, in a direction, and that's where you will jump. And uh, what will happen is you can use this to your advantage, so you can jump out of the way of some bullets and then jump onto somebody and knock them out to then you know, take them out with your sword. And, yeah, it's just people parts, like, stealth and just an action puzzler that I just really, really was getting into and uh, sucking quite hard at the end. So I decided, <laughs> you know, I, I played enough, I think, like, about 30 minutes of it, and it was just really, really good, uh, really moody, and uh, I can't wait to play more of it. It should be coming out uh, later this year or for the PC.
0: Yeah, I get, that's, that's what disappoints me, is that that sounds like that would make a great Vita game.
1: I'm sure it will come out on the Vita. I mean, uh, Devolver Digital has done a bunch of uh, games yeah. that, or their games, came out a bunch uh, like on the Vita as well too. So
0: yeah, like Devolver is becoming like one of the best publishers out there. Like they are, they yes. are finding some really good indie games and and bringing them out.
1: Can I agree more? It's coming out on the Mac too, so
0: I I, I might have to do that. It I, Doesn't
1: look like it'd be that intensive either. It right, looks like it's uh, very very. Uh, sharp and clean, and uh, hopefully it'll play nice on my old old PC.
0: <laughs> um, how about a game called Moon Hunters?
1: No, I did not hear or see that.
0: Okay, uh, I've been I've been looking at that one a little bit. It's a it's a kickstarted game, and it's supposed to be coming out to a bunch of different platforms, uh, Vita included. Uh, that was the only mobile one, uh, so that's the only one I care about. Uh, but it's uh it's a game where you play. I think it can be cooperative or it's supposed to be cooperative. Uh, On Vita, I don't know how they're going to do with that. Uh, But uh, you you play as these heroes that kind of everything you do in the game will build a mythology. And then when you finish the game, your heroes kind of become these uh, mythological uh, champions that then will go into like, this culture's lore, and then you can play as a new set of champions, that, or a new set of heroes that goes on and like, continues that legacy. But it it just seems like... I mean, it didn't sound like it was a roguelike, but, uh, and I don't know too terribly much about it, uh, but it does sound cool in the way it, it kind of builds upon itself every time you play. Um, and it, it's got kind of a... Um, I wouldn't say a retroy art style. I mean, it, it looks a little pixelated, but
1: yeah, I'm looking at some screens right now. It looks very, very interesting.
0: Yeah, it, it's got more of a pixelated art style in the way that like a Super Brothers does, or a, or a, like a Cappy or something like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely like a Super Time Force kind of style. <laughs> um, so it, I mean, that seems seems pretty cool. And when yeah. that when that actually comes out, I'll be happy to play it. And I'm glad that it's coming to Vita. I didn't see when it was coming out, but. Uh, uh, I might look that up uh, later and put it in the show notes. Nice. Um how about just shapes and beats?
1: No, but tell me more about this one too.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, I just watched a little trailer of it. The trailer's kind of silly. Um but the, the it's kind of a bullet hell, but it's not a it's totally a bullet hell, but it's not a shooter. Um have you played like a game like Live on your yeah, on yeah. iOS? So mm-hmm. it's it's like that but a shmup, where where you're like you're going you're going from left to right in those scrolling screens, but there are just enemies that will come and shoot tons of bullets, and all you have to do is avoid them. That's the only thing you can do. Yeah. Um, but you play as a square. Everything that's being shot at you is like a red square, and then there are yeah. these big red beams that come shooting out, and that uh, the, the, the uh, all the bullets kind of play to a music that's going on in the background so really it is the art style is just shapes and there are beats going on in the background but it looks pretty cool uh, in the way that it combines that stuff uh, i'm i am no good at bullet hells i'm sure i will be <laughs> terrible at this uh but it it did look cool um and then I know it has a co-op function too, where two people are going on. So the the main player is a blue square, and then the, the second player would be a yellow square. But uh, I think that kind of allows you to go and save somebody who's been hit, because I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be one hit kills. Um and then I think there are supposed to be bosses too that uh that do some extra challengey stuff, but uh it, it looked Pretty neat, and the music was really good. And uh, it, I believe it's just a PC game at this point, uh, but it seems like something that could totally make a move over to, uh, you know, definitely Vita, but maybe even iOS too, where you could—I could see you dragging your finger to to move it around, or maybe even the accelerometer, because uh, I know games like Tilt to Live did work, um, but but for this one, tough. yeah, really def- tough. definitely tough. Uh but, uh but i could yeah see
1: yeah i'm looking at screens of it now man that looks really pretty oh, i pretty like cool. uh the simple simple design behind
0: it did you uh see image and form there the developer image and form
1: i did i saw i went past their booth because SteamWorld heist was extremely busy every time i went past it yeah uh, that game looks really good i can't wait to play it on my wii u when that comes out
0: Did did you get uh, to see anything more than the trailer that They've shown that
1: they had people playing it, too. Okay, Uh, it looked like it was being like I I assume it's a turn based kind of thing where. Yeah, uh, you and another player get to are trying to, like, steal some some money and, uh, you know, run away with the goods and all. And, uh, yeah, it just looks like it's in this uh, steam dig world kind of universe. And, yeah, I kind of just want to wait until it comes out. Like, I don't want to learn a whole lot about it.
2: For sure, because uh, I was
1: so pleasantly surprised. At Steamworld Dig, I'm, I kind of want to put myself on a media black of uh, Steamworld Heist, but it does look very, very fascinating.
0: So I, I might be a little bit biased because I've I've interviewed them and, and <laughs> I, I thought they them. were cool and and uh, but I will say I played through Steamworld Dig before I talked to them and and loved it before getting in touch. Uh, but it's such a good game. I I really like how they've taken this world, this this Steamworld universe, and have created. Diff, like completely different games mm-hmm. just within the same kind of world uh universe elements like yeah, the Steam, Steam
1: the, World Heist looks to be way more different than what they have done though too yeah uh, as far as like uh, gameplay and things like that so
0: well the the first Steamworld game isn't Dig like they made one no, back for the a, DSI right. that was a tower defense game yeah uh so they go, they go from tower defense to metroidvania to this turn-based strategy stuff and it sounds really cool, and and I've uh, from what I've heard that you hats are supposed to be a big deal. So like if you shoot off uh, an enemy's hat and you can pick it up later, that can uh, I, I I don't know if it gives you upgrades or it changes your class or, or what it does, but like hats are really important in the way that they can change the way your characters work. Um, so that all sounds like a really interesting mechanic, and uh, yeah, I. I I trust those guys after playing Steamworld Dig to, to give me a good game. And as much as I loved the the short length of Dig, uh if Heist is as good as I think it's going to be, I want it to be a much longer experience.
1: I think it'll be probably I think it'll be just about right because Steamroll yeah. Dig felt it felt quick, but it felt like the right kind of like amount of a game. Yeah,
0: oh absolutely. Uh,
1: Adding in like the the randomness of you know not the, the caves or anything but the placement of items and things like that too
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: or certain items I should say uh, uh, but yeah uh, I did yeah see what uh, that they had SteamWorld Heist on uh, playable demos but I decided to forego not only because the wait was so long for the game too but I just like I can wait I can I can I want to be really surprised by this game because I really do not know anything about it.
0: Yeah, definitely. And like I'm I'm kind of the I'm a little bit the opposite. Mm-hmm. I I would like to know more about that game, but I have found very little uh, about it at all. Like the the little description I was able to tell you and then it's just that trailer that you know kind of has one ship connecting to another one and you can see four guys that are starting to get into a battle, but then it just cuts to the SteamWorld Heist logo and and play some Fallout style music, and yeah. then it's done. And you're like, okay, well, I don't, I don't know much about this game at all, but I want to because it looks cool.
1: Yeah, it does look more like puzzle oriented oriented than I would think it would have been. But uh, I I just I'm, i just can't wait for it. So nice. Uh, okay. It should be coming out this year, right? I
0: I think that's the case. I don't want to I don't want to put my life on it, but uh, <laughs> I believe that is is what's going on. Uh, did you see a game called four-sided fantasy? Uh, no. Okay. Th- this one looked pretty cool. Uh, I, I watched a little bit of a trailer for it. It's, uh, it's got a really sharp, nice looking 2D art style, and, it- I mean, it's not, it's not pixel based, but it's, it's a little more cell shady minimalist looking, but it-, it looks pretty cool, um. The the gimmick trick here is that you can freeze the screen at any time and then the screen kind of becomes like a Mario Brothers style uh, or maybe like a Super Mario Brothers 2 style where you can, uh, if you run off the, the left edge, you'll come back in on the right edge. Mm. Or if you fall down through the bottom, you'll come back through the top um, and you use that to solve puzzles. So one of the first puzzles they show is there's this big tree that's blocking your way as you're trying to go from left to right. So all you do is freeze the screen, you run left, you come back in on the right side, then you unfreeze the screen, and, oh, you're on the other side of that tree now, and you can can continue going right where the screen scrolls again because now you've unfrozen the screen.
2: Huh, interesting. Uh,
0: So they they showed some some kind of harder, more platformy puzzles where... You know, you're jumping from one ledge on the on the right. You jump off that ledge, and then you let yourself fall down. But then you freeze the screen, and you come back from the top so you can land on the ledge on the left. Um, or even one where you let yourself fall down, and there's there's nothing there's nothing to stop you on. Like there's no ledges on either side of this chasm, mm-hmm. but you let yourself fall. And you freeze the screen, so you bring let yourself come back to the top. And then you unfreeze it, so the screen actually scrolls up a little bit to, to be more in the center with your character, so you can see up a little bit higher. And then you freeze that screen again, so then you go through the bottom and you come back through the top. So you're able to kind of climb, even though you're falling the entire time, until you finally get to a ledge where you can jump up to. Interesting. So I, I, I don't know how long you can pull off a gimmick like that, uh, but it did at least look really crisp, and it looks like a game that I might want to give a shot to. Uh, that could have some challenging kind of puzzles in it. Uh, but yeah, it looked like a, a pretty challenging looking platformer with a with a nice gimmick to it. Um, you played Rock of Melee, correct?
1: No, I have not. Okay, uh, it's on my to do list at some point. Don't it, own, don't own the game, but yeah, it's uh, there's a very out of a myriad of platforms it's on now too. So. Yeah,
0: for sure. Uh, I I loved it. I I usually kind of avoid Metroidvania styley games <laughs> because what are you
1: playing? Fusion Chase.
0: I've, <laughs> there's it's a portion of it is completed. Mm. Uh, it it has been loaded up a couple different times. <laughs> um, but I love Guacamele. The original Guacamelee is amazing. And Drinkbox I know was there with their other game that they've. Uh, announced for a while, but uh, I haven't seen a whole lot for. It's called Severed.
1: I did see the uh, drink boxes booth, but I didn't see Severed. I saw Guacamole again. Okay, but, uh, maybe it was being played, but I just I just missed it.
2: Completely. I mean, from from
0: what I read, it was it was there. I don't know if it was more like a closed door thing or, or what, yeah. but um, the
2: secret packs.
0: <laughs> I you you play as a as a woman who like wakes up to be missing an arm like you it's got that cool. same kind of guacamole style to it it's a little darker but yeah you're missing an arm and i guess you can collect uh, you have a sword or maybe you can collect swords or or other body parts from enemies <laughs> and kind of equip them to yourself um but then what's weird to me is that the combat is touch-based so you mm. I, I know it i know it'll be on vita and i think it'll be on some other things um, but you'll actually have to do some touches to... And I'm not sure if it's rhythm-based or, or what it is, because I haven't seen it in action, but uh, it sounds interesting. It does worry me a little bit, because the combat was such a great part about Guacamele, and it sounds like they're changing that up completely, and that, that saddens me a little bit. But I, I think it's still supposed to kind of have some metroidvania elements maybe where in at least in movement and and something like that i i could be wrong on that but um the only thing i really know for sure is about that combat oh. um but yeah i mean the, the art style is is interesting and and those guys made a great game before in a in Guacamele, so that seems like something i might give a shot and i know it's coming to vita and i believe it's supposed to be coming out this year um so that could be something to look at Um, when we were talking about, um, Ronin, another game that, that kind of came to mind when you were likening it to, uh, Mark of the Ninja was this game called, uh, The Swindle? Swindle? Yeah. Yeah,
1: I did not see that.
0: Okay. Uh, well... Sorry, Jason. (laughs) That's all right. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I wouldn't have seen it either. I'm failing your list. Uh, that's all right. Now we all get to talk about different games and that's, that's good too. Um, but this game, it's it's a heist kind of game. You're, you're going in and, and stealing things, but it's kind of in a, uh, Mark of the Ninja style, uh, at least from like that 2d perspective. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of going through these buildings. Um, it, I would say it's more Mark of the Ninja looking than it is like a gunpoint or a Ronin, yeah. but it still kind of has that same feel of you breaking into buildings and sneaking around. Um, and you're you're knocking out guards and and trying to get all the money and um, I guess if you get caught then then um like the building goes on lockdown but you still have to try to get out of it now but now it's even harder um, but it is uh, apparently it's like a roguelike, where if you if you die you're you're done but then you get a new ninja thief whatever guy and uh, I, I believe it's more like a rogue legacy where you might be able to. Continue having some persistent um, upgrades or abilities, but you're mm-hmm. just going through these different uh, buildings to to thief them of their riches. Um, but it looked pretty cool. Um, Interesting.
1: I did see a, like, a bunch of like kind of uh, Monaco style, like four player co op uh, heist kind of games. Really, uh, and uh, other ones that were just you know run platforms, but. This one, you're a uh, ninja pizza girl, which was actually really cute and funny. But, you know, I've, I've kind of played this game before, too. Right. Uh, yeah, it just seems like, OK, like, what's the next, you know, what's the next step? Although, you know, I've said like 12 minutes. That's something that seems very different. Uh, or Ronin has like a lot of elements that look like a lot of other games. But it also is something that I have, you know, I haven't played something like that before. So it, 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 yeah, I don't think indie games are getting stale or anything like that. It just seems like there's a lot of overlap now.
0: Sure, I mean it's it seems and it's it's been that way for a while. Where you know mm-hmm. here's here's sure, a really sure. cool game with a really cool idea, and now here's kind of my take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when somebody makes a when when Jonathan Blow makes a game like Braid, uh, even though I have my issues with Braid. Um, <laughs> Like, Are you warming
1: it, up to Braid finally, Chase? I,
0: I'm not. I'm very no. much not. But uh <laughs> but I at least can respect what it does and know that, you know, it's it's more or less a platformer with a gimmick. And the gimmick is the time reversal. And no, it's
1: more than just the time reversal. I,
0: okay. Yes, there's there's <laughs> more to it, but it it is a platformer with a gimmick. Fine, I'll concede to that. Uh, and and now we you can see a game like Foresighted Fantasy that's like, yo, oh, you know, <laughs> we're also a platformer with a gimmick and uh i i'm drawing a blank on them now but there are tons of other indie games that are this is uh basically mario but with a twist
1: yeah i mean i saw things that looked like super meat boy basically yeah and it was like they're spinning blades in this game and you it's like one hit kill and you just keep going after you die and you know, it's quick reload and you're wall jumping and everything. I'm like, what's the difference from this and super meat boy?
0: Definitely. So, so games like super meat boy, games like, uh, games like super meat boy, games like cannibal or bit trip runner. Yeah. Uh, games like, uh, like we mentioned Mark of the Ninja or, or even Monaco or,
1: like meme run, rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Or, uh, even those kind of like couch, uh, Competitive games like yeah. uh, like you'd see with um, like a Nidhog, almost like you're seeing tons of games that that have similar styles to those games, mm-hmm. but they aren't bad. They're just like everybody's own little take on it.
1: And... Yeah, I mean, here's an example. I did play Move or Die with four people, which is a uh, talk about like characters that look like Super Meat Boy. There's a variety of characters, but they're all like short, stubby, uh, looks mm. like a. Like a cube or a loaf or something like that with uh, eyes and a mouth. And the point of the game is it's different mini games. Uh, ones where you gotta jump on your opponent's head. And it's one hit kill and they splatter everywhere in like, whatever color they are. And uh, But the one one catch is that if you stop moving, you, your life bar depletes. Okay. So you are always constantly moving. Like, sure. There's other games like Dodge the Falling Objects or. Uh, get the hat, and you know you got to bump into somebody, or bump into somebody while you're wearing a bomb. So it's like hot potato, and the the entire concept is cool, um, but it just like the the art style is like wow, this looks a lot like Super Meat Boy now. Like, right. It's just it's weird how like the whole scene has been playing off of one another. Yeah, but that that's video games. That's art.
0: kinda well, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, I've got I've got three more on my list here. So let's see uh, if you played any of these. Uh, did you play any Zeo Drifter? uh no but i've been playing
1: it on my uh 3ds as i mentioned really uh, is it already yeah, out yeah it was uh, i mentioned it on our end of the year podcast uh, on the end of the year podcast uh, did you yeah zero drifter it's uh you can get it on the 3ds right now huh. it's uh definitely a metroidvania style game that has a nice few little twists to it but it's a very quick quick game but yes i did see it it's being uh ported over to the pc i believe
0: okay and uh, i know it's coming to vita too if it's not on there already
1: Okay, then yeah, it'll make a perfect fit for the Vita too. It's just a very uh, minimalistic kinda uh, space, uh, kind and of Metroidvania style space platform. And it's think.
0: and it's being done by the Mutant Muds guys. Yes, uh, I did not like Mutant Muds. Did Did no? you
1: like Mutant Muds? I don't. I didn't play Mutant Muds. But, okay. Uh, uh, this uh, I I would recommend the game. It's very cheap, uh, and uh, you get pretty much like a full game out of it. Uh, it's quick but you know it doesn't overstay its welcome
0: okay i might need uh, to give it a shot my my problem with mutant muds was more that it uh it it felt a little clunky so in the way I'll it controlled so uh if if Zeo Drifter feels a little smoother and a little quicker then that might be something that that uh i should go and check out
1: yeah you can play it now on your 3ds but yeah if it's coming out to vita i would say check it out on the vita when it comes out or the pc when that when it launches soon too i would imagine
0: okay um, did you did you see or play any of Ori and the Blind Forest? Uh, no, that was probably at the Microsoft booth.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. Did not play that one because I kind of want to be surprised by that game too.
2: Sure.
0: Uh,
1: uh, I don't have access to an Xbox One or probably a PC that could play that. I'm hoping it comes on 360 at some point, but
0: mm.
2: uh,
1: I don't think that's going to happen anytime <laughs> I, soon. I
0: wouldn't expect it to.
1: Well, I do have access to an Xbox One, so I might be able to like sneak it in at some point when I can uh, save up to buy the game at some point, but, okay. uh, but yeah, I believe that was playable at Microsoft Street, with like, other things like Battlefield Hardline, uh, what was another game that was played there, Halo 5, like I said, right. uh, Well, Evolve was playable there too, uh, hmm. our, uh, my friend John, uh, if you remember him, him and his friends decided to go and play that, wait two hours, and then only got to play seven minutes of it. Oh, jeez! So I felt bad for them because I could have told them like that game's been out for like a month now. Yeah, Well, yeah.
2: yeah. I mean,
0: still to, I, it's easier, I guess, to play it there than to get make sure everyone gets a copy before you can all play it together. Yeah.
1: So. Oh, and speaking of near the uh, Microsoft booth, Behemoth had a new game. Really? I know. It's surprising. I think it's uh, for iOS. I forgot what it. You know, was though I'm you know just quickly remember where it was uh, uh but yeah it looked like a, a turn based kind of uh like i don't know i think they're just calling it game four right now still but it looked like uh, something for the for ios uh for like an ipad kind of thing hmm so yeah, they they have a new game. I did not check it out. It was uh, kind of a pack booth this year because uh, yeah. they did, they had something different than Battle Block Theater. <laughs> yeah, I
0: think that I've been that. I think I've seen that at every Pax East I've went I've gone to.
1: Yep, same here. Jeez. Oh, uh, and what else? I mean, there was also uh, that uh, bomb defusal game for the, the Oculus Rift. Oh yeah, uh, that had a very long line yeah, as well. I
0: can imagine that. That does look really cool, though. I, I mean, that's. That's a game where I don't know how I'd ever get a chance to play it. Um, yeah, other than a East. Yeah, yeah like I, I, I could see maybe where you could have, you know, maybe it's an iPad game with like a companion app where you could, could have cool. you could have two people doing it like that. Print uh, out a manual
1: or have two iPads. Like, right.
0: I could see either one, <laughs> but, but yeah, it like,
1: seems like more of like a, a from like a tech demo like tech perspective. It seems more of like showcase for the hardware of the Oculus. Definitely. Uh, yeah, and uh, even uh, Harmonix had a Oculus Rift demo, uh, some kind of weird musical experiment uh, that they had alongside uh, play showing off Amplitude for the PS4. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: did you did you see any more of Amplitude?
1: Uh, I watched; like it, it looks exactly like Amplitude yeah. uh, for the old PS2 days. Mm, well, that's uh, good.
0: I mean, that's what people yeah. want. Except no now like it's going to have multiplayer exactly. in it.
1: That's true too. Uh, yeah, and like I said, no, no Rock Band 4, unfortunately, but they were selling pre-orders for a limited edition PAX East guitar, uh, the artwork uh, that Gabe did, I guess.
0: Yeah, I saw that. Other uh, the,
1: the guitar they were showing looked a lot like a wireless guitar uh, from from the past, so uh, you know, fingers crossed your old stuff carries over.
0: I, I would imagine it would, uh, at least in some capacity. I know they sent out that big survey uh, and asked people... You know what what they thought was the most important, and I think people cared more about the songs than they necessarily did about the equipment. But I, I feel Is like that true? was that was up there too.
2: too.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, when when you amass a, a great deal of songs, you want to make sure that you can still play those. And you know, I thought uh, uh, Blitz, Rock Band Blitz was was all right, and uh, yeah, I'm good. at least glad that it was able to take advantage of the songs that you still had and. Um, and if you have these giant libraries, you should leverage that when, because I mean, the reason I bought Blitz, I, when I looked at Blitz, I was like, you know, it, it's not necessarily a game that I think I'm going to play forever, but it, it takes advantage of the, you know, 20, 30, $40 that I've put into uh rock band for just songs. Mm-hmm. That sounds worth it to me. Like to throw yeah, away another ten bucks to get a, another game that can take advantage of all this stuff that I already have. So hell yeah, go for it. Um, and I, I'm sure I'll be buying Rock Band Four because if hey, it works with the old songs, I've still got those songs. Let's just make look. sure
1: it's the same relative platform.
0: Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I guess I'll have to get it for Xbox One and see what a transfer thing might work like. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. We'll see how that happens. Yeah. Uh the last game on my list uh that I'd want to hear about if you if you know about anything is uh Titan Souls.
1: Titan Souls. Uh oh man, did I play that? I don't think I did.
0: Okay. Um uh, from I have seen it a, a little bit. Uh it it was a I want to say a browser game or or maybe like a, a small PC game and it was popular enough that uh the developer is now Blowing it out into a into a full game, and I know it's going to be on PC and some other and PS4, and I know it's coming to Vita. Yeah.
1: I did see this game. I didn't play it, but yeah, it was uh, also at the Devolver Digital booth. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Which... Man, Devolver is kicking ass lately, killing it, man. Um, but yeah, it's it looks like kind of a cross between Dark Souls and a Shadow of the Colossus, maybe.
2: Yeah, uh,
1: looks vaguely like a uh, Hyperlight Drifter too.
0: Yeah. Definitely, there's there's definitely speaking some of, of playing
1: that. off of others. Other uh,
0: but uh, yeah, it, gets, it looks like it's kind of one hit kills, and it's all boss fights, uh, and you're you're just going through and, and fighting these different puzzly bosses, and that's supposed to be really challenging. But it looks really cool, and it's kind of got that uh, hyper light drifter. Um, you know, I mean,
1: that, to be fair, it looks a little. It looks different. From Hyperlight
0: Drifter. It does. And, yeah. and and to also be fair, this game came out before Hyperlight Drifter, at least in like the browser form. Um, so there's no nobody stole from anybody. It just they just no, seem no, to be
1: using anybody stole um, from anybody, but still.
0: But that game's supposed to be coming out next month. Uh, that's uh, April nineteenth, I believe. Um, mm. so I am really excited to to play that. And uh, I actually just got a backer email from Hyperlight Drifter uh, yesterday. Uh, and it sounds like they still have a lot of work on that game left to go, um, which is disappointing because I want to play that as soon as possible because that game looks yep. amazing.
1: Yeah, I know. When I played it last year, it was definitely uh, like my highlight of the show.
0: Now they were uh, not at PAX East this year, correct?
1: No. Uh, what was at PAX East again this year was like Hotline Miami Two made another appearance. Sure. Uh, uh, I I, I forego playing that game because it's out this week.
0: Right. Uh, I downloaded it. I have it. I haven't nice. opened it yet.
1: Uh, <laughs> opened. Well,
0: I opened the application. <laughs> yeah, 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 whatever.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, what else? Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, which I played last year and loved a lot. That was there again this year. Uh, I, I'm gonna again forego because I want to wait until that game comes out and enjoy that uh what else Nice. i think that that was pretty much it of uh what i saw this year uh i wanted to try splatoon uh when the lines were like short for that but they always had an end cap guy saying you can't wait in line until you yeah, know i get to a certain point gross. and you can't also you can't stay here and wait for me <laughs> so you have to you know go and walk away and then come back and of course by the time i got back like five minutes later the line's full again
0: so. yeah Jeez. Uh, what, uh, yeah. was the, what was the game that you played last year that I watched you play? Um, it was kind of the side-scroller. You were in the building. Uh, y- you walk into a building, and you've got guns, and you kind of have to hide.
1: Yeah, what was that? Nobody's Hero or something like that? Yeah,
0: I think that sounds about right. Nobody's Hero or No One's Hero or something like that?
1: Something like that, yeah. Yeah, they had that there again, too. Okay. Uh, uh, again, yeah, I just... Uh, I played last year. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, it's pretty much the same exact thing. I'm sure there was different characters and a few different like mechanics that were yeah. uh, smoothed out. But I just well, haven't yeah.
0: heard anything about that game since last PAX, so I was
1: wondering... I'm sure if... it's either probably in early access or coming out soon. Mm. Uh, I mean, Force was there again in full force. Sure. Uh, the only thing that was really missing this year was a the, the Riot booth. Uh, okay. Since Riot Games is going to have their own uh, I believe, uh, own, uh, convention soon.
0: Yeah. That's like There's a quarter that, of the show floor that's open again.
1: Uh, interestingly enough, uh, Twitch has pretty much,
0: uh, Oh really?
1: Yeah. It has taken over like what <laughs> used to be what, uh, G4 and X play's job was, is now like Twitch's job.
2: Ah, yeah. And yeah. I can definitely see that. Is just
1: absolutely massive now too.
2: Wow.
1: And, uh, yeah, like, uh, other than like a more Oculus Rift games, uh, yeah, it was, and yeah, it was pretty light on the big AAA announcements right. and things like that.
0: And I know Cappy wasn't there this year, because mm-hmm. they, they stayed at GDC. They were probably, yeah,
1: they were probably at GDC, which, you know, I kind of liked it that, you know, we also got more of a focus on the well, local devs, too. Sure. Uh, games like uh, uh, Rain World, which I played last year, had a much bigger presence, and they're gearing up to release the game soon, so, I'm, you know, again, I was... I was uh, thinking of playing that, but then I was like, "Well, it's coming out soon, and I'll definitely be playing it." So I'm gonna, you know, wait, save, you know, save my appetite for that game as well, too.
0: I mean, it's nice that the, the streak is being broken on a couple of these games, like Battle Block Theater and Super Time Force. And
1: yeah, like, it's great that those games are out. And they're both, yeah. I've been playing both of them. And right,
0: not the that they're bad games, games. Just like, man, every year you went and I like, yeah, hey, Super Time Force it's again. back. Cool, great, man. <laughs>
2: Right. But there was
1: no uh, no below this year. Uh, I said no Hyper Light drifter, no like big. Other than uh, the Blizzard game Overwatch, which wasn't going to wait five to four hours in line just to play what looks like to be their TF two clone game, kind of. But uh, it it definitely looks interesting, and I'm sure will be very popular uh, when it comes out because hey, it's a Blizzard game, right? And uh, what else? Uh, like Smite. That's coming out for Xbox uh, One soon, uh, which has been out for PC. It's uh, it, it's kind of we're kind of like at this interesting time in like the console cycle because we're waiting for like the big games to hit. They're coming. Like Metal Gear Solid Five's coming soon.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, uh, Uncharted Four is going to be coming next year. Uh, we're getting Crackdown maybe next year, and maybe. Zelda Wii U is coming out soon.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, soon.
1: But... So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, you know, we got other games, so it was, like, weird to, like, if they didn't have, you know, you'd think Arkham Knight would be there. Like, you know, that'd be, like, the biggest hyped game sure. coming out this year, but it was, like, nowhere, nothing. How
0: about, so, um? How about like, Double Fine? I
1: just, uh, I didn't see Double Fine there. Yeah. Like, I think they were just busy at GDC. So yeah, there was that no would not surprise game. me.
0: And especially since they've kind of been doing this, like, sharing a booth with Cappy... Uh, it doesn't surprise me that if one was okay. gone, the other one's gone too. And and also, I don't know what Double Fine would really show. I mean, they,
1: like Broken Age Part Two, but they've been like that's kind of been like their thing for the, like the past is it now
0: three years? Yeah, I mean they've they've got Massive Chalice, and that's they're continuing work on that, and they they have been doing some more publishing stuff, uh, like yeah. they they're publishing Gang Beasts, uh, mm-hmm, that would mm-hmm. probably make a pretty good Pax East uh, game to show, but. Um,
1: I, Iron Galaxy was there, or not Iron Galaxy, uh, yeah, Iron Galaxy. Yeah, Iron Galaxy. Iron, Iron, Galaxy. Yeah. Iron Galaxy, Iron Galaxy was there, you know, Dive Kick made its appearance, so like always.
2: Good, good.
1: Uh, Dave Lang still
0: yeah. kicking around, being a being tall man.
1: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um... Uh, Pretty much that was it, yeah.
0: Okay, well, cool. It was a
1: good, good PAX East, I would say, but, yeah, very light. Uh, and like I said, the panels, none of the, like, other than a few, which I unfortunately missed due to either the time change, uh, being with friends and checking out the expo floor traffic and uh, drinking a little too much one night. Uh, yeah. yeah, still uh, really awesome packs.
0: I'm glad it was an awesome PAX because it sounds like there were so many things working against it with with GDC, the snow the mm-hmm. the god the <laughs> daylight savings time hey i yeah, just
1: that's nobody's fault but uh the united states government I well guess.
0: true but but man i just i was i had a chance to go uh i had some other arrangements going on but there there was the opportunity for me to get there maybe a late friday night or maybe on saturday
2: mm-hmm.
0: but to think of Man, the, the the with all the weather problems, and then having to know that there'd be daylight savings time when I'm coming uh, to spring forward, and then to have to get on a plane to come back here to start work the next day. Oh, that sounded rough.
1: We can worry, man. Yeah,
0: I I definitely plan to go back next year, uh, and then I'm also. Trying to use the money that I saved by not going this uh, to PAX East to try to go to PAX Prime this year. So, good, good, uh, good. Maybe I can get a West Coast feel of what PAX is like.
1: I really want to go to that just because I've never been to Seattle and B, I just, yeah, it seems like to be the really more chilled one too.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I know there's, I've got another group of friends uh, of like internet people that I've known from different things that. Can go to Pax Prime because that's closer to where they live in like San Francisco or Western Canada or uh, some things like that, and so they only go to uh, Pax Prime. Um, whereas whereas I go to East because like that's where that's where my buddy Matt Jaggers lives. Yeah. so uh, <laughs> that that's easy for me.
2: Missed you this year,
0: Chris. <laughs> I. Hey, I miss you this year. Oh. Um, well, let's uh, let's end with uh, this one. Little thing that we seem to care about that really is a, a pretty small part of PAX uh, in the grand scheme of things, and yet is probably my favorite part about PAX these days. Uh, and that is the uh, the PAXmania, or uh, or formerly the the PAX Rumble, which I guess now is what they're doing for PAX Prime. Uh, yes. So Harmonix puts on this uh, this fun little show if you're if you're not aware of it. Where uh they play N sixty four wrestling games or, or have played N sixty four wrestling games like uh, it up like, see,
1: uh which I, I appreciate it too. Yeah, definitely.
0: It, yeah. I mean it's been WrestleMania yeah. two thousand before, um, and they would play that game because it had the, the Royal Rumble function where you could actually bring in thirty people four at a time. Uh, <laughs> where they'd it's get, so get awesome. together like people from the game industry and uh and journalism industry, I guess. Um, where You know, just they have 30 people, uh, the likes of like a Tim Schaefer and uh, Eric Pope. Well, Eric Pope's uh, the one of the commentators, Uh, but like the giant bomb guys are in there, and uh, it is, yeah, Jeff Green, and and lots of cool people that just show up, and,
1: and all these other like either writers or even some like Joe Schmoes sometimes, too. Mm
0: hmm. But uh, so it's been it's been fun. It's been going on for a year and a half now, or something like that.
1: Yeah, but the PAX Rumble was the first one, right?
0: Yeah, the, they did a they did PAX East was the first Rumble. Then they did another one in uh, at Prime last yeah. year, and then this was the the uh, first Some time they down, decided to PAX do it. yeah uh, yeah. Um, so, but. But for this one they decided to kind of switch it up a little bit. They didn't do a Royal Rumble. Uh they did this thing called Paximania, where they already had a a wrestling card more or less figured out and uh and just had these these specific matches. There's there's been a stable of guys, uh, a couple from Giant Bomb and and Dave Lang um called uh Run GFB uh, which you know uh, goes to Dave Lang's favorite phrase of "get fucked, boy" uh, for the for the GFB. Uh, they're a they're a fun group.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: you probably should just watch it. I will definitely link to it in the uh, in the uh, uh, show notes. It's
1: archived on on YouTube. So. Yeah.
0: Um, and and on Twitch too. Um, it's a good time if if you if you like wrestling you'll like this because it's stupid and fun. Uh, if you don't like wrestling, you'll probably still like this because it is incredibly stupid and fun, uh, and the crowd is really into it. Um, y- you told me that you weren't able to go this year, and, and obviously I wasn't able to go. No, uh,
1: unfortunately, all my friends, like, uh, the part being we stay in a hostel, you have to leave together at the hostel. They weren't getting up at uh, 9 in the morning. Mm especially with the time change, so... For sure. Uh, yeah, uh, late start, unfortunately, and the panel was at, like, 10.30. We got into the convention at, like, 11.30, so it was over by the time we got there,
0: unfortunately. Yeah, and and I woke up and looked at my clock and went, oh, man, I probably missed it, and, and just decided to turn on the stream anyway, and uh, I had missed a, a little bit of the beginning, but I was able to see the full uh, card of matches, uh, but there was looked like some real dumb cool stuff happened uh, that that uh, definitely made me laugh. Um, and what made me sad is that they made trading cards this year of, of some of the uh, the more popular participants. Uh so I'm a little disappointed I didn't get those, but uh they, they look pretty cool.
1: Sweary coming out on stage though was the best part.
2: Yeah. Oh
0: man <laughs> that, That's awesome. It's it's amazing how they've taken this dumb idea and it's become one of the the more silly fun things about packs. I
1: know. Uh, and it's just because like, it's like stupid wrestling games and just like dumb stuff to to begin with and yeah, yeah it's great dumb fun
0: so what were they did you know what they were playing actually i mean it was a oh yeah it's, it's a final Probably fight enough. game isn't it because i mean i saw uh, mike Hager. what
1: was it i i can't i didn't write down the names of the games but it was like a uh sort of like indie game for the first one which was like just ragdoll physics where you just toss people out of the ring and it's like hard to control and i must have missed that one that
0: that sounds like gang beasts
1: yeah, I think it was Gang Beasts. Okay. Yeah, yes, it was Gang Beasts. So they had like an eight-person gang beasts uh and then they played uh some I think it was looked like it was on a Sega or Super Nintendo or something like that which was like a final fight type wrestling game where you were in the ring.
0: Uh, yeah, like there were still life bars but and and so whenever somebody's life bar was uh, was depleted, you could pin them and you'd get the three count but yeah, I don't know what game that was, but I, I might have to look that up. And then I know they finished with No Mercy, which yep. is the better uh, Nintendo sixty four wrestling game, and and but it just doesn't have a Royal Rumble function. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I can see
1: why. It looked like it. Pack No Mercy looks like it was a very solid game, when it was you know at the time it was released in ninety ninety
0: eight. It really was. I love 2000%. No Mercy. Uh, it's it's in like I'm looking at my Nintendo sixty four right now. And No Mercy is in the Nintendo 64. I fucking love that game. It's a really good game. Uh, but, yeah. Man. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's that's probably about it for PAX. Uh, before, before you go, uh, you want to just talk about some games that you're playing right now? Games that you're excited for coming out real soon? Anything like that?
1: Sure. Uh yesterday I picked up Codename Steam cuz it just launched uh, on the 3DS. Let's
0: talk and, about Codename Steam.
1: Yeah, let's talk about it. It's I pretty much just played up to where the demo ends though. So, okay. so
0: And I've uh, and I just played the demo. Mm, mm-hmm. I don't even uh, know if I finished all the demo, but I played a, a good portion of the demo.
1: But yeah, it's from uh, Intelligent Systems, so it's uh this is like their first like original game kind of property since uh, God, since, like, Dance Wars or whatnot, uh, like, holy crap.
2: Yeah, more uh, or less.
1: I, I'm still, like, even though I played the demo over again, uh, or, like, basically played the demo version over again with the intro, I just love the style of it. It plays like, you know, you're watching a comic book in action. It has that kind of feel of, like, you know, uh, action-adventure kind of feel to it, and just the strategy behind it is really, really Awesome. Yeah, plan your moves. uh, The way you can just... You have to use the terrain and everything to your advantage. Uh, I just love it so far. Huh.
0: I don't. Uh, (laughs) You do not like it at all, huh? No, not a bit. Um, Which is... It baffles me that I don't like this game.
1: What do you not like about it? I, I can understand, like, the... Enemy timer being too long. Like, you have to wait until the enemy makes it smooth, but. And that can be, like, up to, like, maybe two minutes of waiting, uh, because you yourself need to see where the enemy is, uh, but you don't, like, it's not like you're watching every enemy movement, it's just based upon where your characters are on the battlefield. Yeah. I. Just don't like the style and the aesthetics of it, or just, like, it's not your thing, not your cup of tea. It's.
0: Alright, I really, I love XCOM, and I love Advance Wars, and I love Fire Emblem, and turn-based strategy games are probably my favorite games of all time, in in general. Um, I remember playing Valkyria Chronicles uh, before, uh, which I think is probably the closest thing to what Steam World, or not, Codename (laughs) Steam, Steam. (laughs) um, is doing. All these steampunk games. Yeah. Too much steam. Um, <sighs> it's not good, man. I don't. Know. <laughs> like, it's do not, you not like.
1: What do you mean? It's not good. It's I mean, really good.
0: Part of it. Part of it is the enemy timer, which uh, is. It, it's not a. Uh, it doesn't break it, but it it is an annoying thing that it lasts so long, and I understand why it has to last so long because you can put your characters into this Overwatch mode, where. Uh, when when you do see an enemy you can have the choice of whether to fire on them or not uh, so you have to have it like that uh, i I think there's probably a way of streamlining it a little bit more like maybe you can speed it up to the point where one of those enemies comes into your line of sight or you can do it like an Xcom where it's just an automatic shot uh, if an enemy comes into the line of sight of somebody who's in overwatch. Yeah, um, uh,
1: but I do appreciate that if you do get stuck, like, your enemy can do Overwatch, too, so if you get stuck and, like, oh, they're going to attack me, you can, if you're quick enough, you can back off or hide and cover and, like, miss it, too, so. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't get that criticism. I mean, it seems like just if you skip these, like, the enemy turns, you'd be at a disadvantage the next turn, uh, I don't see that as a valid criticism, no, I, sorry.
0: I, I see. I I mean, I understand why it has to be that long. Um, I just don't like that it's that long. Uh,
1: yeah, no, I, I do say that, I do agree they should have, like, a fast-forward option, but maybe it's hardware. Maybe it, they just couldn't do it with the current hardware
0: they have. Mm-hmm. And and I think uh, another part, maybe, it, maybe it's lessened more so in the game, but as I was playing in the demo, I was killing things that I saw pretty quickly. So, like, those guys would be gone, and then it would be the enemy's turn, and the enemies who were still left were really far away. So yes. it was to the point where I wasn't even getting Overwatch opportunities, so all I was doing was watching this really long uh, bar fill of the enemy's turn. And and that kind of stuff, um, you know, lessened, lessened the experience. Now, that's, cool. that is still a very small portion of, of this game, um, as when looked at on a, as a whole, but I
1: and I kind of agree. You have to have like if you have experience with turn-based games, it take a while. Like say a total war game, which the you know when your enemies go in the campaign can take forever in some of them. And, yeah. you know, it just seems to be like something like oh, I'm used to it. I don't really it doesn't bother me that much.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think one of my other big issues is there's no map, um, and and I can understand how. You know, there's. You want to have a fog of war of the idea that these characters can only see what they can see. You, you put somebody up in kind of a sniper tower where they can get a better view of the the action. But man, I just you need a
1: map. You need your handheld chase across <laughs> the street.
0: It's I'm when I'm playing a strategy game, I want to be able to form a strategy, and I don't feel like I can when I when I don't know the level as well uh um, part of
1: forming a strategy is knowing what you have and what you don't have <laughs> this is true chase
0: i i understand i i just don't like being on the ground i want to have an uh, a, you want to be up above on high i want a bird's eye view peons, yeah
1: no i don't like, think that's too much there, My little PI, my <laughs>
0: I'm I'm understanding that this is a game that people will like. I'm just telling you the reasons that it is not a game that I, I like. Think
1: this is going to be a divisive game. Like, a lot of people are probably going to like it, and there's going to be a lot of people that just do not care for it. And
0: Maybe be like, I,
1: why don't we have another Advanced Wars game?
0: Yeah, that is that is actually my is true. complete Which criticism. True. They're fair because <laughs> uh, advanced, like advanced Wars and Fire Emblem are and XCOM like the games where I can kind of have a bird's eye view. Where I can play with my chess pieces on a big map. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I really like. Um, I say they
1: need to come out with Advanced Wars for the Wii U. Just you play it on the gamepad itself, and you see, like, you know, the TV itself is like all your characters. So, you know, you move a character forward, and your focus is on this character and their actions, and it looks great.
0: I but could get behind that. that okay. yeah. Even even though I I know I would want that game on a on a handheld platform, I, I would still be able to get behind that. Two separate
1: games, one for the three DS and <laughs> one for the Wii U, and they're both a little different. Like like do that shit like Metroid Fusion and Metroid Prime. Do hey. two different games and really sit on the same day.
0: If you're telling me I can get two Advance Wars games on the same day, I'm all for it. Uh, <laughs>
2: This I would be I, be I working, would be happy
0: so with one on either system, but uh, yeah, hey, bring on two. Uh, anyway, I, I I don't like I don't really like the art style that much, um, and maybe it's because I'm not a big comic book fan. Uh, but I just I I don't really like the the big thick outlines, and uh, I just don't really like any part of the art style. I I think they. Uh, I think Intelligent Systems has done some really cool art style stuff with Advance Wars and and Fire Emblem and even like Paper Mario and a lot of different um, nice looking games like that where they've really done some great 2D art and even some 3D art and and I just don't see that in in Codename Steam. I
1: I think it's a breath of fresh air. It's I think it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. My
0: opinion, my I, opinion. I, I, and it, and my opinion as well is, is just yeah, different. I, I, I can see In and, uh, your
1: opinion, my
0: opinion, and then
1: um. Let's get to something that we both can agree on, though. Uh, I played a little bit of Mario <laughs> Golf for the Game Boy Color. Uh,
0: you mean one of the best games of all time?
1: I can, Well, I have only played <laughs> a little bit, a few holes. Uh, it's sucking really bad because it takes a little while to get into the mechanics of a different golf game. Cause for sure. Uh, like even from
0: even from Uh, different Mario golf games like uh, yeah yeah, like it is it is much different physics uh, different way of playing than than on tour is but um, or world tour is but yeah um, but yeah I those those games Mario golf and Mario tennis for the Game Boy Color uh, are are amazing they are probably my favorite Game Boy Color games Uh, they're definitely games that I would like to do uh, a podcast on uh, sometime in the future uh, Near or otherwise um, And they were both made by Camelot uh, Who was one of the best developers ever Because they made Golden Sun Period. Uh, another game that uh, totally needs uh, a It's on a Gamers on episode. the Go episode Yeah um, So you seem like a man Who who might be willing to do Either or both of those shows uh, Sometime in the future
1: I Have to come. Play Golden Sun. Almost, I'm almost done with it. <laughs> okay. uh, I just have to get back into it. I remember where I left off, and uh, yeah, I, I actually, I, I really do want to talk about Golden Sun because that was a game I really, really loved playing when I first got Game Boy Advance, and playing again is very, very it's been very interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know I started it again on my on my Wii U. I, I got it uh, that version how, of it. How
1: does it look on the Wii U? Because I did get a Minish Cap on the, on my Wii U when I first got the system.
0: Yeah, it looks fine. Um, Golden Sun. Golden Sun's not a game that I would have ever said looked gorgeous. Uh, I think they tried to be really ambitious uh, on the on the Game Boy Advance, mm-hmm. and it. I think a lot of it looked pretty muddy. Uh, and it continues to look kind of muddy uh, yeah. especially when blown up on a bigger screen but yeah, yeah. Um, especially
1: in the battles i imagine too
0: yeah but playing on the game pad is actually a really comfortable
1: it is feel. It's not, like i've been playing minish cap and earthbound on just on the game pad and that is like you put some headphones on and it's like wow the like the fidelity of it is really nice
0: yeah so i'm uh, i'm really impressed with it when you when you goes on there because it's it's big enough to see a lot of things, but it's also small enough not to look too blown out. Um, But yeah, it's a, it's still one of the, the better games out there.
1: Um, That overworld theme still holds up magnificently too. For sure. Uh, But more of a point, Mario golf. Yeah. Really like just like doing a few pack practice uh, holes was just, man, it's really, really, really keeps it close to the N64 version of Mario golf. But uh, with the like, just sensibilities and I guess you could say limitations of the Game Boy Color mm-hmm. uh, compared to the, the his, its older console brother, but man, it, uh, I definitely need to play more of this because it was one that I missed out um, long ago.
0: And it, and it totally had to stay close to the to the Nintendo sixty four version because that was one of those games, along with Tennis, that you could use uh, the transfer pack for. Yep,
1: and and... if I wasn't mistaken, like uh, they, both the console versions came out before the game. The, yes. Uh, uh, game Boy Color ones.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah. they they were able to build that kind of in mind, uh, knowing that at least the the portable ones were going to come out. So you could import your characters that you made and and play them on the big screen, which was yep. a really cool thing at the time, uh, especially because that transfer pack worked with like five, yeah, not even Pokemon Stadium, and Stadium uh, Stadium Two, um, Mario Golf, Mario Tennis, Perfect Dark. Kinda.
1: Yeah, yeah. There was a Perfect Dark yeah. Game Boy Color game. That yeah, was not good at it, all. It
0: wouldn't. Uh, it wouldn't transfer over much, but uh, it was something. And then I think I don't know. I, there were some others. It was like a Mickey Racing game. Remember when they
1: were going to use the Game Boy camera with Perfect Dark? Yeah. To map your face in the multiplayer. Holy crap.
0: Yeah, I, I think that wasn't that supposed to be the plan. And then. It was either, I think it was like Columbine or something where people were like, oh, I mean, maybe not Columbine, but it was another no, like. No, that was
1: post-Columbine, but still, it was something something along the lines of putting people's Johnsons on there. Yeah, it uh, was like, another, maybe another school insane. shooting or something
0: yeah. where it was like, ah, oh, maybe we don't want to.
1: Yeah, public sensitivity probably. Yeah, for sure. Uh, plus, that game was doing enough at the time, too, that, yeah. you know, we probably didn't need that.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh yeah. But yeah, the other games I've been playing. uh, This is will be kind of ties into handheld. uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. I finally dusted off uh, the copy I have for the Wii and decided to start playing that. And uh, holy crap, that game is pretty great. Really? Yeah, uh, I've only played like the first like hour, hour and a half, hour two hours, and man, it's like I really enjoy the battle system. It's uh, the the graphics in the game look really like something like if the N64 were still a thing and it just kept going. Huh. Uh, but, man, it, it, like, it still is pushing a lot for what the Wii could do, I would say. And uh, I'm not sure. Does the Wii U upscale a little bit, like just like soften out the textures or something on the I think, uh, uh, regulation? I don't know, because it, it looks a little sharper, but it could definitely use like a little bit more polish, too. Yeah. As far as like uh, you know texture sharpening and things like that, but uh, holy crap! I'm looking forward to playing more of that, and I'm sure a lot more people will be playing it on the new 3DS when it launches in
2: April. Nice.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's it's not a game that I told you this before the show, but it's not a game that will sell me on the new 3DS. But mm-hmm. it's a game that if I have a new 3DS, I'll probably end up picking it up. You
2: know? uh, yeah. I, it,
1: People have said it's like like a hundred plus hour RPG, and uh, like some of the mechanics make like some of the fetch quests easier. I'm not going to spoil any of that, but okay. yeah, uh, it's something I think it will be really like it'll translate very well to the handheld.
2: Nice,
0: well, cool. I, it does sound like something that I might enjoy if I played it. Um, well, I've been uh, playing a few things. Um, I've uh, I've made this list of games that I want to play this year. Um and it's it's games that um a little bit of it is like cleaning out a backlog of man, there are there are some games, especially some real classic games, that I've either never beaten or never played to begin with, and I should rectify that. Um so basically a lot of Zelda games. <laughs> um but, but
1: not uh, not the Zelda game everybody's talking about, unfortunately.
0: which is majora oh right right, right. <laughs> uh yeah I, I bought majora uh i have it i just haven't uh played it yet uh because one of the games that i do need to finish is uh ocarina of time because uh, mm. i've never this is this is gonna be one of the oh god how has he never uh, happened god, but um i've never gotten to the adult link part ever right
1: oh man
0: so like
1: where'd you stop in uh,
0: Ocarina of Time when you first played it. <laughs> man, I don't, I don't know. Like, a, maybe after the Gorons is that like the second? I don't know.
1: Oh, oh man, man, you got so much more games. Yeah, left I know.
0: I've I've played very little of Ocarina of Time, so that that's something I that's definitely on the list to to go through. Um, and and you know, there's there's lots of things. Metroid Fusion is on this list. Um, <laughs> Earthbound is on this list. Um,
1: uh, yeah, like I said, that's one I'm playing too.
0: Uh, like Sunset Sunset Overdrive is on this list because I mm. have it. I just haven't played through it yet. Uh, but then there are also some games that I have played through, and I I say that they're my favorite games of all time. And I I need to. I feel like I need to go back and remember how great they were, or see how they've held up over the years. Um, so, um, uh, backtracking just a touch, like one of the games that uh, was on my pile of shame kind of thing was Mario Galaxy. I'd, I'd played through a really good portion of that but never gotten through to the end. Uh, mm-hmm. That is a game I finished. Uh, I can say that I finished uh, now.
1: Did you, I, are you 120 uh, Star Shines? Fuck or? that, no. <laughs> yeah, you're not
0: going to unlock no, no, it? No, no, can, no, no. Huh? I, yeah. I just want to get through the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I finished that game. Um, yeah,
1: the story, okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Uh, but uh, I, yeah. I got through the worlds. Yeah. Um, I saw credits. That, that made me feel... Okay, it,
1: that game is really, really amazing. Right? It is
0: really good, and and what prompted me to to do that, and actually what prompted this entire list, is that I I bought Mario Galaxy Two on ah. the Wii U because they uh, Nintendo put out that deal of having that, and then the Metroid Prime trilogy, um, and
1: uh, Punch Out, the, one of the best Wii games ever. Yeah,
0: you're right. Um, all all three came out uh, as Wii U games, um, and so I downloaded uh, Galaxy Two. I, I didn't end up downloading the others um but when i got galaxy 2 i was like you know what i really this is a game that i always wanted to play through but i'd never touched uh because i wasn't going to play it until i beat the first one but man i should really have this and then i just put it out on twitter that hey you know i i i bought galaxy 2 and should i play through this should i say forget it to galaxy 1 and just play through this or do i I need to play through Galaxy 1, and, and I know it's not like I'm missing any story or anything of, oh, I, I wonder what happens in Galaxy 2. I, I, I imagine Princess Peach gets stolen, and i got to go <laughs> save her, uh, except this time with Yoshi, um, but like, do is it, is it worth it to go through the, all the concepts of Galaxy 1 just to go into Galaxy 2 and play through probably a lot of those same concepts, um, even though I'm sure there are lots of new and inventive things in there as well? And
1: the answer is yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, that,
0: that was the overwhelming thing I got, uh, especially from a friend of the show, Brian Glenn. Um, mm. And and he's like, yeah, you should you should play through both. And, All right, fine. Uh, Good call, Brian. So, uh, so I did go back through and, and beat Galaxy 1. Um, but now I kind of want to take a little bit of a break before I jump right into Galaxy 2. Uh, yeah,
1: I'd say, you know, you always got to pace yourself on platformer sometimes. Yeah,
0: so um, I, I put that to the side right now. And uh, now I've been working on Paper Mario, so not not completely different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still at least in the Mushroom Kingdom, but platforming. Um, one. But yeah, like Paper Mario has always been one of my favorite games. Uh, again, made by Intelligent Systems, makers of fine games and like Code Name Team. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, Paper Mario is just as amazing as I remember it. Um, I. I've played a little bit of uh, Super Mario RPG, uh, Legend of the Seven Stars. Have you ever beaten that game? I have not. Oh. And and shit. people people say it's amazing and I agree, Chase, but It's a pretty amazing game. It is, but it's Paper Mario is really good and I feel like it takes it's the, the, the concepts. Mario, I know it is, but it, I I feel is like
1: is the one time Nintendo and SquareSoft partnered up to make a Mario RPG.
0: Yeah. I'll I'll probably end up going back and I that one's on the list too, but,
1: um, know and Smash Brothers, <laughs> in
0: 2016,
1: um, do it Sakurai.
0: yeah yeah because the new Smash Brothers is coming out in 2016.
1: Deep, downloadable content,
0: yeah, now that could Same. happen. I know Mewtwo's coming out. They could also put put in Lucas when they're at it. All they're yeah. at it. Um. But yeah, I, I love Paper Mario. It, it's one of my favorite games of all time, and, and definitely my favorite Nintendo sixty four game, even more than No Mercy. Yeah, I um, will.
1: I will say I was bitter when that game was announced because it didn't look anything like. They touted it as the sequel to Super Mario RPG, and it didn't look anything like Super Mario RPG. I was right. like, I was, like angry. I was like, ah, like yeah, no. like twelve year old me was furious. Like, why does this look like Super Mario RPG? Uh, but when I actually came out and played it, I was like, wow, this is very, very like interesting. And uh, holy crap, a Goomba's a uh, good guy. One of my partners <laughs> and a Koopa Trooper too. What the hell is going on here? It's and and the... sleeping with dogs. <laughs> God, kind of podium.
0: And the, and the combat does really feel a lot like super Mario RPG. So it, at least in that yeah. sense, they, they kind of nailed it. Uh, I really like the partner system. Uh, I think it works really well. I like swapping between my characters. Um, that some of my favorite characters are in that game. I really like Paracarry, who's a paratroopa who's also a postman. Um, he's fantastic. Uh, anyway, just playing through that game again, the locations are really awesome. Uh, Shy Guy's Toy Box is one of my favorite places. Um, there's a Lava Lava Island, which is uh, an island full of Yoshi. It's uh, pretty cool. Uh, you go through the desert. You You kind of go through all these really cool Mario places that you've that are reminiscent of other Mario places that you've been to, but uh, they're, they're just filled with interesting characters and the dialogue is really great. and uh, It continues to still be an awesome game. Um, so almost finished with that. Just need to fa- uh, collect one more star spirit person and then fight Bowser again. Um, Always Bowser. I've, I played through a little bit of thousand year door, the sequel for GameCube, uh, but I don't know why but I never finished it so that's another game
1: it it is a really great game too
0: and it seems to take more advantage of the the paper qualities of Paper Mario oh it does the original Paper Mario it's more that it's just the art style Mm -hmm. uh, because there's no like you're not folding yourself up into a paper airplane like you are in the second one Mm -hmm. um, or
1: rolling under things uh, yeah
0: like the flatness isn't really anything but the art style um, so, Thousand Year Door seems cool, and I, I know it's—I know it's a good game, but I, I just had never gone through it. So, probably once I finish Paper Mario, that'll be another one that kind of—I take a small break before I jump into that. Uh, I did play through all of Sicker Star, uh, which switches up the—the the formula combat-wise at least uh, quite a bit. Uh, I didn't like it nearly as much, but uh, it was a good game. I still have
1: that uh, like in my stack right now. of Games to play.
0: It it's good. It's yeah. it's not as good. Um,
1: <laughs> it's good. Not as good. Yeah. Yeah, right. I can imagine.
0: Uh, and then um, I I actually never played any bit of Super Paper Mario, which is more a, a platformer than it is an RPG.
1: Yeah, for the week. Yeah.
0: Um, so, but I don't even think I own that game.
1: Uh, no, I, I don't either. But I I think I should go for, hunt down a copy because it's pretty cheap nowadays too. Yeah.
0: Um, so that's kind of what I've been playing. Uh, okay. I, I did download, um, Helldivers and, uh, Hotline Miami 2. Mm. And, Can't wait to
2: play
0: that one. And counter Spy, uh, cause that ah. is one of the free, um, games on PlayStation Plus this, this, uh, month. Uh, and I was, was Hotline Miami 2 as well? I don't know.
1: I... PlayStation Plus? No, I don't think it was PlayStation Plus. Yeah, it just I... came out, though, too. So Yeah,
0: I think you're right. Anyway, so uh, I downloaded those three. I haven't played through any of them yet, but that's, uh, that's something that probably once I finish Paper Mario, I'm going to start in on, on Hotline Miami 2 mm-hmm. and, uh, and maybe the other ones as well uh, sometime here soon. But i uh, really excited for that. Uh, I, I've, I've heard it is in the top two Hotline Miami games ever made. Uh, that is, that is what the developer said, at least. So, sounds, sounds like a winner. Sounds, sounds like,
1: like a quote for the box.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, the, the non-existent box, uh, that I have yet to open. Yeah, I think that's about it. Um, yeah. Uh, I do
1: have one thing to mention. Uh, I did play at PAX East, uh, I forgot about this, uh, Steel Battalion. Oh my OG. God. The OG. Really? Uh, multiplayer, yeah. Uh first day we were walking in, just walking around the building and saw that there was no line to go and play around to <laughs> that and it was like a d eight player for so four on four was maybe it was six on six, I forget, but uh yeah, oh man, that game is is a beast.
0: So this it's is the this is the original, not the not the free to play one that they brought out later?
1: Not the not the Connect uh crap fest. It was the original uh giant Massive controller. If you don't know Steel Battalion, it came out for the Xbox.
0: Oh wait. Uh, oh shit. Sorry. No, I'm thinking yeah. Steel Diver.
1: Oh no 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 no, no. <laughs> no Steel Diver.
0: All right. Steel Battalion. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Then this sounds a lot more interesting now.
1: So they had a they had a separate room near the console free play room for the classic consoles, and uh, they had uh, like about ten minute matches, like every twenty minutes, because you had to go through and explain the controls and then set up the match and everything. And, yeah, man, that game is extremely complicated. It is like a mech sim. You are slow, sluggish. Uh, you could tip over if you take a corner too tightly. <laughs> uh, there's, a, like, some boost buttons. You have pedals that you have to use. You get two joysticks. You have to flip up switches and do a time mini game to, like, start the engine. Oh, that uh, sounds kind of great. You have great. the eject button as well, too. So if you're, at least during the match, you won't be able to respawn if your entire mech, uh... is destroyed and you don't eject. Uh, In the single-player game, it deletes your save, so if you're not careful and not paying attention and don't eject from your mech in time, you will lose everything. So it is a very unforgiving game. Uh, And it was great that I could finally play something like that.
2: Yeah. Even though
1: I I failed horribly at the game, too. (laughs) Uh,
0: that game was so nuts when it came out.
1: It was. I almost bought an Xbox and that game for like 200 bucks when, oh, like, yeah, you know, when the Xbox 360 was, you know, the thing and sure. everything, and People were forgetting about the Xbox, you could get that shit cheap, uh, relatively at least. And uh, but yeah, I, I was just surprised they found like ten of these things uh, just to play in the free console playroom. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then yeah, uh, as far as other games, I'm playing Majora's Mask because. It's so fucking good. I'm glad that game is getting its due
0: now. Yeah, I it was. I don't know. I, it was. It was one of those games where I I probably would have ended up picking it up, uh, like I do with almost every Zelda game. But uh
1: <laughs> never played it back in the day, huh? Just no, like
0: Ocarina, not yeah. once. Uh, I did. I honestly did play Ocarina a bunch in the back in the day. Uh, yeah, just, just didn't get fired. <laughs> no, because it was always a friend's copy. Oh. So I would go over to a friend's place. I'd play through the the garden maze. Uh, I'd see Ganondorf. Uh, I'd probably get through the first dungeon. Did
1: you feel the controller shake as he turned and saw you? Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, and then like, it'd probably be time for me to go. So that was just never a game that I ever got very far in. But I, I know that first part, like the back of my hand, because I played it maybe three or four times. Um.
1: Right. I need to go back and play Ocarina, but playing Majora again, it's just been, just it's like seeing an old friend, it's just, it's so, it's, you appreciate how ahead of its time it actually was.
2: And, uh, and it does
0: sound like on, Nintendo has made some, a couple of small changes to, to make it a little friendlier.
1: They um, did, and uh, I don't agree with all the changes, I think it was kind of fine the way it was back in the day, but, mm. uh, yeah, I can't fault them for making it a little easier for for, for the kids these days, I mean,
0: so. at least to make it easier to save uh, at different places and to, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to yeah. work yeah. the the time uh, manipulation stuff to to make that a little easier to uh, to jump to different places. Um, yeah, and and having the the Bombers Notebook now kind of fill in things kind of automatically for you. That
2: yeah, yeah,
1: it's a lot. You know, there's a lot more hints in the game as far as like the Bombers Notebook. Because you had the Bombers Notebook and it would still fill up. When you completed something in the original game, oh yeah, uh, and you could still like reverse, uh, like slow the, uh, slow the uh, flow of time mm-hmm. in the original version too, and fast forward, but you couldn't pick when, how far forward on the day you could go. It'd always be in like increments of six hours, right? Uh, or like a, you know, if you were like at two o'clock in the afternoon, it would still go to six o'clock in the evening, no matter what part in the afternoon you were. So if you're at four o'clock, it'd still go to six. Blah gotcha. blah 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 blah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's so great just playing it on like a handheld too, and just playing it on the go.
0: Yeah, I I, I look forward to playing that game at some point. Um, but knowing knowing the other games that I need to finish before I can even start that, uh, I I would not be surprised if I don't even get to it this year.
1: Mm. But get Ocarina first, I, I say. Go, go finish Ocarina. Yeah. Get to the get to the awesome dungeons when you're adult Link.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I, you you know as well as anyone cuz I've I've told you on multiple podcasts like Zelda games are like that white whale for me they're
2: mm-hmm. they're
0: games that I will buy and I will start and I will not finish
2: mm. um,
1: well, I mean I buy a lot of games and not finish but yeah I, you know I'm going to make a concerted effort to be like the last time I played Majora's Mask as far as the stone temple with that being the third temple but now I'm a lot farther and I'm getting like confident i can be, beat it this time
0: yeah and and i mean for me like the last the last zelda game that i finished um wasn't too long ago it was it was link between worlds
2: mm-hmm. uh
0: but that's probably i think only the second zelda game i've actually beaten i need to play that again uh, so, so uh and that that game made me want to go back and play through link to the past because i that's another one of those zelda games that it's really fantastic. I've actually played quite a bit of it. Some would I've, say the greatest Zelda. Some, some would, and and yeah, some, some would, would be right. Se- um, but uh, be right. <laughs> <laughs> but I have just uh, I've never gone through and and finished the thing. So mm. um, I've got I've got it for for Game Boy Advance. I've got it for Super Nintendo. I think I have two copies for Super Nintendo for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just it's, it's never never quite gotten finished worthy yeah so uh those are games that are on, on the list you know i want to play through mass effect again uh because ah, it's, yeah. it's been a while since i played through the entire trilogy and i i'd like to do that i bought grim fandango and downloaded it to my vita i never played that's it before. what i wish
1: to Vita for play grim fandango because everyone talks about that game i've never ever played it
0: yeah so that's that's something i want to get um i, I downloaded the swapper um a while ago and and yeah. want to play through that um I want to play through Super Mario 3D Land again uh, on the on the 3ds because that I really liked that game. Um, uh, yeah, I, I did finish Monument Valley uh, since oh, the last time I talked to you. Uh, yeah, that's a fantastic game, and then I uh, played through the uh, downloadable content too, the uh, Forgotten Isles.
1: I have to get that because I only played the base game, but that was it was really really nice, like just very quick. But uh, felt very fulfilling.
0: Mm-hmm, for sure,
1: that, it took like about two hours to beat.
0: Yeah, that, that's a super cool game. I, I wish that I'd played it sooner because I feel like I would have fought for it a little bit more on Game of the Year stuff mm-hmm. uh, when we when we brought that up. Um, but I, I I didn't have the time then. Uh, but I I got to it at this point now. So anyway, uh, we've probably been going on enough.
2: <laughs> Yeah, you I think huh?
0: almost two hours. <laughs> um. So, but always a good time with Magic is here, getting to hear all the stuff about packs made me feel like I was there. <laughs> um. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll definitely get you on again. Uh, let me know when you're when you're done with Mario Golf. Uh, that yeah. that is actually on my list to to play through Mario Golf and Mario Tennis again because I have them both on my, uh, 3ds on the Virtual Console through that. Um. So. Wouldn't, would love to jump back into those and play those because they are really solid games. Uh, so, yeah, we'll definitely get to that. And then Golden Sun, of course, is always on the horizon. Sure. We'll get there. I can't wait. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Matt, any uh, anything you'd like to plug?
1: I uh, haven't done an episode of Shuffle in a while, but I might have something soon. Uh, mm-hmm. You should definitely check out, though, uh, Alex Martin's podcast on Serial Pop on original soundtracks if you like video game stuff and music. Uh, he does a podcast themed around a certain video game i think the last one he did uh what was it uh shit he's done one about crossy roads uh he <laughs> did one about blue browsers i think that was the last episode he it is yeah so uh if you like those games do check it out
0: man how many of those has he done he's he's been almost uh, up to 100 really yeah he's been chugging
2: along yeah
0: that's awesome like i i know he's been doing that for a long time uh, I've listened to and, and contributed to a couple episodes and uh that's a that's a good it's a good podcast to to get it's a good reason to listen to new music exactly pretty cool um yeah well and then uh you want to throw out your twitter too uh, yeah sure
1: if you want to follow me on twitter i've been tweeting a whole lot these days because it's supposed to been work but uh, G-I-G-G-S, uh G-G, I'm uh, sorry G I G G Y S A
0: N. There you go. Uh, as for the show, G O T G podcast. Yeah. <laughs> podcast?
2: <laughs>
0: that's, yes. the, that's the the Twitter handle. Uh, G-O- and then gamersonthego.com is where you can find us and the, the show and all the episodes. Uh, for whatever reason, it seems like I've been having trouble with iTunes again, uh, it didn't upload the last episode. Uh, That I did with Zach Fleeman, that was uh, Donkey Kong '94. Um, So, I don't know. We'll we'll Well, see. We'll see if this episode goes up. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I'm doing everything the same that I've always done. Uh, But for whatever reason, Apple decides not to post episodes. For whatever reason, I probably need to get a, a more solid hosting thing than than just using Dropbox. But Dropbox is free, and other yeah. things cost money, and we'll see. Uh, but at the very least, it will be up on GamersOnTheGo.com, so you can listen to all the episodes there. Um, and I think that's about it. Uh, I'm I'm talking to some developers right now about uh, some games that they uh, they have working on, and so hopefully those can turn into shows in the future. Um, I've been really impressed with how the, uh, the GOTG SP series has gone so far. Uh, I've had three of them go up. The last one was, uh, super, super Game Boy. Uh, it was kind of a companion piece to the Donkey Kong 94 show. Um, and nice. I'll definitely be doing more of those in the, the near future. Uh, I just need to figure out games that I want to talk about, um, Maybe maybe try something a little newer. Maybe something on the uh, on the DS. Maybe uh, that'd be nice because uh, the the other <laughs> I've done two Game Boy Color games and a Super Game Boy, uh, so I feel like I need to branch out a little bit more. Uh, maybe even do something for Vita or, or PSP. That could mm-hmm. be, be interesting.
1: Or Game or R Zone.
0: Yeah, or Wonder or Swan or Engage or Neo
1: Geo Pocket Color. There
0: you go. Uh, so. Yeah. So we'll, links. Yes, uh, I will be putting up my new uh, links post very soon.
1: Links for the links, please.
0: Oh god, yeah. Game Gear. <laughs> fuck, fuck Game Gear. What? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've I've at least touched a Game Gear before. I a friend friend had one. I played through Sonic Chaos. I think. Battery
1: hogging POS. Yeah,
0: that game sucks. Yeah, I, <laughs> so, yeah. I
1: think the shining force games were good on it i don't know yeah
0: shiny shiny force is a really good series again camelot um mm-hmm. and then <laughs> uh it yep. got a it got a pretty solid port of dr Robotnik's mean machine
1: oh um, yeah. yeah oh boy
0: which you know po- poyo poyo is a great game and you should play it in in whatever oh uh i also uh i don't know if i've said this since it came out but uh I did import a copy of Poyo Poyo versus Tetris.
1: Uh-oh, you too? Uh,
0: for the Vita. Yeah, it got me. Uh, yeah, so it came in. I played through the whole story, even though I didn't understand the lick of it because it's all in Japanese. Um, that game is awesome. Like, I, I, like, I love Poyo Poyo, and I love Tetris, and playing them separately is fun, and playing the weird modes that combine the two are also amazing. Uh, I, I, really, I really dig that game um and if it didn't come out last year uh i would have i it would be the top of of this year's game of the year right now for me awesome. um, and i might still bullshit and say that it is because it's the first time i've ever played it but uh yeah I, i'm playing it on the vita i i love it on the vita uh, i i think that it's also on the 3ds but that's where it gets region locked um but then you can also play it on the Xbox 360 and the PS3. Um, and those, I do not believe, are region-locked, so you can play through either of those. But I think it's pretty great on the Vita, except that you can't really play with other people. Um, I mean, you, you can, but you'd need another Vita and another copy of the game, and you don't want to go through that oh. business. Um, so, yeah, but, it, I mean, if you can, if you have people to play it with, you should definitely get, like, a PS3 copy and play that, but, uh, if you're content to just play it on your own like I am, uh, the computer, I think, is, is pretty solid, um, and it's, a it's a really, really good game. Nice. All right, well, Matt, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, always. We'll get you on real soon, we'll bring in more episodes here real soon, uh. I don't know. I'm excited about this year. I think we got a a lot of good stuff on the horizon. Oh, one last thing I want to ask about PAX East. Um, Did you see the Galaxy team, uh, 17-bit?
1: No, I did not, unfortunately.
0: I I imagine they didn't come this year. I know they moved to Japan. Uh, They moved their offices to Japan um, from Seattle um, between last PAX East and this PAX East, so it doesn't surprise me to see that they're not there but uh galaxy is is probably the game i am most anticipating uh right now and i know it's i i don't think it has a defined release date but i'm pretty sure it's supposed to be coming out this year um so that is something i want to play um i i imagine the uh did was there though weren't they I
1: uh, don't know. I think, maybe, I, I, think I, I remember. The move though,
0: so. Yeah, I think I remember seeing tweets about Rami being there from Flambier. Um and Nuclear Throne. I know is is still getting more and more updates, and and that's another game that I would love to play on Vita. And I know they want to make it happen, uh, but they need to actually finish the game first. And and right now they're kind of in this early access. We can put in whatever we want to, and people are really enjoying it and playing it. Uh, So, uh, I'm willing to let them experiment and make the best game possible, so they can they can keep doing whatever they need to do. But at some point, I would love to play that game on my Vita, and we'll get there. Just it'll take a while. I'm sure. Anyway, uh, Matt, again, thanks for coming on. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back hopefully really soon with another episode, and uh, you guys can all listen to it.